All right. I have just a, a shortened message. I'm going to shorten my normal 75-minute dissertation down to about 60 minutes. So, no, I'm kidding. Just a short word this morning. First, I've got a couple funny things. I just, I can't go, I can't do a, a, a message without just a couple funny things for you. So, my wife and I childproofed our house yesterday. It was a total waste of money. They all got back in within minutes. <laughs> Didn't work at all. I was hoping that would work. King James Version, I will never leave you or forsake you. Message Bible, never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you. The Passion Translation, tell me how am I supposed to live without you? <laughs> I love the Passion Translation. <laughs> Woo, they're passionate. Okay, I got one more. <laughs> I really like this one. I, w I met a woman crying outside the store today. When I asked her what was wrong, she said that she had lost $200. So I gave her $40 from the $200 that I found in the store. When God blesses you, you must bless others. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> All right. Well, we are well into our end of the Christmas season. And Christmas is a season of giving. But I'm not talking about the gifts that we give each other, although that's awesome. We love to do that. We love to get gifts and give gifts. Those are nice, but it's a season to remember what God has given to us. Amen? He has given us the best gift that's ever been given in the history of the world, His only Son, Jesus Christ. It's a season to remember Jesus and that He is the most amazing gift that's ever been given, and He was given for you. So God is the greatest giver, and he's the greatest giver because it's who he is. It's in his nature to give. God is a giver. He's the greatest giver. And John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he, he gave. He gave because he is a giver. And he gave us not just something small. He gave us the most precious gift, his only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So we're so thankful for the gift of Jesus. Jesus is our gift. And you know, Christmas time is really when we're remembering our gift that's been given from our Father directly to us, the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ. So Jesus is our gift, and we're going to unwrap some presents today that come directly from Jesus. And these are the best presents that you're going to get all this Christmas season, this entire Christmas season. These are the best gifts that you're going to get no matter what you get. So Jesus has some presents for you today. So I want you to close your eyes for a moment, and I want you to just picture a Christmas tree next to you, and I want you to grab a gift. There's, it's filled with gifts. Grab a gift, put it in your lap, and get ready to open it. All right, you ready? Go ahead and start opening. Okay, take a peek inside. Oh, this is a really good gift. This is actually two gifts in one, one box. This is salvation and righteousness. This is a gift from Jesus to us. See, Jesus, it's the most amazing event in history happened 2,000 years ago. God became a man. Jesus came to the earth. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
And Jesus came to this earth, and he walked amongst his creation. Most amazing thing that's ever happened in this world. God visited the earth in the form of a man, Jesus Christ. Yes, he was 100% God, and he was 100% man. And he came, the, one of the things that he came to do was to set the oppressed free. You know, when we look around our world today, we see so much pain, so much oppression. And Jesus, one of the reasons he came, he said, I, can't, I come to set free those who are oppressed. Jesus' desire is to bring life and to bring freedom from oppression and to set free those who are oppressed. That's his plan and Jesus, another reason that he came was to heal the sick and to give us health and healing. We're going to talk more about that in a second. And another reason that Jesus came was to reveal the Father. He came to show us a true picture of who God was. How many know that we don't have a full picture of who God is in the Old Testament? In fact, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but when Moses encountered God, he said, who should I say is sending me, God? And he said, tell them I am sent you. And I love that God just like, he's okay with leaving us in suspense. He just gives him this, okay, I don't know if God, if that's going to translate that I am sent me. But Jesus, he's the revelation of the I am. He comes to earth and he says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Jesus revealed the fullness of what God is in the I am. Amen? Amen. So we don't have a complete picture without of God without seeing Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So he came to reveal the Father, but the most important reason he came was to die. He came to die. And Jesus, when he went to that cross, he took everything that you've ever done wrong, everything that I've ever done wrong or ever will do wrong upon himself. You know, I've done some things in my life that I'm ashamed of, but I'm so thankful that it all got put on the body of Jesus Christ and that I don't have to live and pay the punishment for my sin because Jesus paid the punishment for me on the cross. So Jesus came and he gave us this precious gift called salvation. And it's to everyone who will receive him. You know, when he went to that cross, it says, he who knew no sin in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. What a beautiful exchange. All of our sin when we receive Jesus gets put on him and all of his righteousness gets put on us. What a beautiful exchange. Romans 6.23 says, the payment for sin is death, but the gift of God, remember we're, we're unwrapping some presents this morning, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What do you have to do to receive a gift? Thank you. You just take it. Eternal life is a gift of God that we receive through faith in Jesus. But you know, Jesus... He died on the cross, but he didn't stay dead on the cross. He's alive. He is alive, and he's here today. He's here right now in this moment, and he wants relationship with you. Not just on a Sunday, not just to, to acknowledge him once in a while, but he wants a 
amazing living relationship with you where you are near to him. You can talk to him at any moment. He's right there with you. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So he's given you this beautiful gift of salvation and this beautiful gift of righteousness. How many know righteousness is not earned? Righteousness is who you are when you receive Christ. It's a gift. All right, let's unwrap another one. Get, a, get another present on your lap. This one's really awesome. It's got a pretty yellow bow on it. Go ahead and open it up. Look inside. Oh, this is another two-in-one deal. Inside this one is healing and health. Healing and health. Healing is a gift from God. Healing is a free gift. Just as much as salvation is a free gift, healing is a free gift. You cannot earn your healing. You can't earn your way into divine health. It's a free gift that's been given freely by Jesus Christ. How do I know that? How can I say that confidently? Well, I can point to a couple things, but let me just point to this. When you look in the New Testament, every time you see the word saved or salvation, it's almost always the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O. And this is what sozo means. It means saved, saved from hell, going to heaven, but it also means healed, physical healing, emotional healing, and it also means delivered, delivered from oppression. So the fullness of what Jesus paid for on the cross, you know, sometimes we reduce what Jesus did on the cross to he's saving us from hell and he's getting us to heaven, but that's just the beginning. If that were all it was, that would be amazing. But it's even more than that. He saved us not just from hell, but he saved us from a life of sickness and pain, and he has delivered us from a life of oppression. And it's a free gift. You can't earn it. You just simply receive it. Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. What paid for our healing? His stripes. Nothing that you did. It's by his stripes. 100% Jesus did it, and it's a free gift. Healing is another amazing gift from God. You know, just really briefly, my wife and I have both had miracle healings in our body. My wife was healed of a heart condition 12 years ago, and it's actually what birthed this church as we saw this amazing miracle that we could not deny, and it changed our life. It changed everything. A few years later, I had a, a horrible back injury where I couldn't even stand up straight. I, um, I had excruciating pain, couldn't stand up straight. My shoulders were about two inches off from one another, and I knew that I needed a day to use my faith instead of running to the hospital. I just went home and laid in bed, and my wife prayed for me, my daughter prayed for me, and I, other people were praying for me. And in, in my sleep that night, I was having dreams that God was healing me, multiple dreams that God was healing me. I woke up healed, like no pain, shoulders straight, walked like fine, everything gone, like completely healed, a miracle. So healing is a gift from God. I can tell you, my wife didn't do anything to deserve or receive the gift that she got of healing. I didn't do anything to merit the gift of healing that I got. It was free gift that God gave to us. 
We've seen so many people healed in this church over the last 10 years, hundreds of people. And if you need healing, just as even as I'm talking, just say, I receive. I receive. It's your portion with Jesus. Healing is your portion. Just receive what Jesus did on the cross for you and me. All right, let's open up another present. <clears throat> pull out another present. Oh, I like this one. This is a good one. Okay, get ready. Go ahead and open it up. Oh, this is a good one. This is God's favor. If you've received Jesus as your Savior, you have God's favor on your life. You know, when I started to understand grace, it was a revelation to me that I didn't have to do anything to earn my salvation or to maintain it, that it was a free gift from heaven. But the next revelation that I received from grace was knowing that not only did I, my way to heaven was paid for by Jesus, not of myself, but that God's favor was on my life, not again because of what I've done, but because God wanted to put his favor on my life because I received Jesus. God's favor is on your life. Listen to this scripture. Ephesians 4, 7, but to each one of us, grace, which is God's unmerited favor, was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. God's favor was given to you according to the measure of Christ's gift. Man, I'm so glad that his favor is given not according to my goodness, my righteousness, but his favor is given to us according to the measure of Christ's gift. What is Christ's gift to us? His life. He gave it all to us, even unto death. He gave us his, the fullness of everything he could. He gave us his very life. And now this verse says that grace is poured out on you, God's unmerited favor. That's what grace means. According to the measure of Christ's gift. Nudge your neighbor and say, wow, that's good news. <laughs> that's pretty good news. Thank you, God, that it's according to the measure of Christ's gift. We're unwrapping presents. According to the measure of Christ's gift, God's favor is on your life. We need to start living in expectation of receiving his unmerited favor for every area of your life. Let me tell you a funny story. 20 years ago, when my wife and I started going to church, um, our old pastor, he was, we, he was our pastor for 10 years. By the way, he's going to be visiting us in January, pastor friend, for some of you who know him. He's going to be speaking to us on a Sunday in January. And he prayed this funny prayer over us. He was praying for us, I think it was on a week, midweek service, and he was just praying over us. God, bless them, bless their marriage. And he just said this funny thing. He goes, God, I just, I just even pray just parking spot favor over them, God. I kid you not. Month after month after month, it probably went on for over six months. Everywhere we went, we would get front row parking. Everywhere we went, yeah, take it. If you want that, just say, I take it. I take it. You know, some people will say, oh, that doesn't matter to God. Well, I think God's a lot bigger than we think he is. I think he cares about the small things and not just the big things. He actually cares about every detail of your life. And I'm telling you, we had parking spot favor. <laughs> it was crazy. Even one time, I remember we pulled in somewhere, and it was just jammed full, just every parking spot taken, and we looked at each other, and we're like, well, maybe the streak's over. <laughs> and 
And as soon as I said that, we were in the front row. Someone pulled out of the best spot in the whole place. And it, just, it was just like that for month after month after month. But God's favor is on your life. God's favor is on your life. Listen to this scripture, Romans 5, 17. For if by the offense of the one, death reigned through the one. This means Adam. For by the sin of Adam, death reigned through Adam. Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Those who receive. That's your role in this thing. Receive. Take it. Say, I receive. Those who receive grace, those who receive favor, they just say, yep, favor's mine, I receive it. They will reign in life. Wow, that sounds like a whole bunch of favor talk, Pastor Joy. That sounds like some favor talk here. It is God's favor is on your life. Those who receive it and just believe, My, I'm favored by God because of Jesus, because of the gift of Jesus Christ. Do you like that present? Okay, one more present. <laughs> Pull out another one. This is the last present. We could go on and on, but we're just doing a short message today. One more present. Go ahead and open it up. Oh, this is a good one. You're going to like this one. Last present. Freedom. Freedom. Do you know that one of the definitions of sin is bondage? But that's what Jesus sets you free from. He said, you're, you're now dead to sin. Consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to righteousness. No longer under the bondage of sin, but set free because of the power of the blood of Jesus. Again, that word sozo, it says saved, healed, and delivered. God delivered you from depression, from anxiety, from the weight of sin, from shame, from condemnation. Why? Because he wants you to be free. God loves freedom so much. You know, we've seen so many men in our history that get a lot of power, and a lot of times they use that power to hold people down or to oppress others. But think of the most powerful being in the world, and all he wants to do is give you freedom. He wants you to be free. Why? Because he loves freedom. He loves freedom. He... One time there was a guest speaker a couple years ago at our church, and she said, I want you to just close your eyes and just ask the Lord what he's delivered you from. And I remember doing this, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks, what Jesus saved me from. I, I just... I just knew. I just like, wow. Just the Lord spoke to me. And it's like, I've saved you from a life of oppression and from sin and from depravity. And I just felt this amazing gratitude. Like, wow, Jesus, you really did set me free. You really did save me in the highest way. Jesus set you free. And do you know why he set you free? Do you want to know why God set you free? It's in Galatians 5.1. It says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. It was for freedom. That's like saying it's for freedom's sake because God loves freedom. Like it's for freedom's sake because God wants you to be free that he gave you freedom. He set you free. He set us free for freedom's sake and God desires for all his creation to be free. 
When Chuck Berry was here, he said he asked God once, God, why is freedom so important to you? And he said the Lord spoke to him, and he said, because free people make the best lovers. See, when we're bound up, we're not free to love him. We're not free to to receive love. We're not free to give love. But God wants us to be free so that we can receive his love and we can give love. God loves freedom. God doesn't force anyone to do anything. Why? Because he loves freedom. He wants us to be free. Wow. How do you like them presents? <laughs> Amen. God is so good. Just close your eyes this morning. Just say, thank you, Father. Thank you for giving us the best gifts ever given. Thank you, Jesus, that you held nothing back. You gave us everything. <coughs> Holy Spirit, I pray that you convict us of righteousness so that we can walk in the fullness of all that Jesus did for us. Yeah, he's really that good. He's given us everything. He's held nothing back. He wants you to be in freedom. He wants you to be in health. He wants you to realize your righteousness and stand in it. He's so good. He's so good. Thank you, God, for the gifts you've given us. Amen.